0: Working from home likely means you're working on some form of laptop or tablet, and if it was made in the last couple of years, one thing's for certain. It doesn't have near enough ports to connect to all the accessories we've come to rely on to get our jobs done. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and in this episode of Jason Squared, we're going to talk about docking stations. All right, Perlow, I think we should probably start with some of the core underlying tech and by that i mean the differences in usb tech and now keep in mind i review laptops for a living and i still get confused when it comes to talking about usb specifications there's different versions of usb 3.2 gen 2 version 1 there's there's so many different aspects here that doesn't even touch on thunderbolt 3 and the new thunderbolt 4 my head already hurts man where do we start
1: so Jason, I'm afraid we're gonna have another nerding out episode. Uh, you I mean, know, we it, see that
0: it's
1: to be, in the name, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we we seem to be doing this a lot lately. So, um, you know, we should probably talk about how USB as a standard, you know, has evolved through the years, right? So USB, yeah. uh, Universal Serial Bus, 1.0, was introduced in January of 1996. That's, That's exactly right. tw- 25 years ago. That's when I was married. Okay. Um, good, good we, I, the, we were I was married in '95, but yeah, that, that's forever ago to me, right? So, <laughs> with that introduction, okay, we got the USB A yeah. connector. Okay, now that's the rectangular shaped uh, receptacle. You know, you can see here. It's that one. Key, yeah. It's that one one way keyed connector, right? That 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 yeah, we're all familiar. The one you can
0: never figure out how to plug in right the first time. Right. That's that's the one.
1: Yeah, it is the connector that you know we use for thumb drives, just about every connector on a legacy PCs, all kinds of peripherals, consumer electronics we've seen for over two decades. It's in our cars, it's everywhere. Okay, yeah. so when when that standard was introduced, okay, USB 1.0, okay, had a maximum transfer rate of 12 megabits per second. Okay, that's way slower than what we have now. Now yeah, over the years, no, 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 that's that's barely fast enough to transfer you know basic files and stuff right over the years that increased to 480 megabits per second with USB 2.0 okay now with that huge increase in bandwidth that's allowed for things like monitors Ethernet cards Wi-Fi adapters all kinds of things to be connected to a PC uh, without having to open it up and use slots remember slots yeah
0: yeah, yeah. well uh, of course yeah PCI e slots right?
1: Yeah. PCIe, piece x all those, right? Yeah. You actually have to open up the box with the screwdriver and put slots in that make stuff connect. But now you can do everything through USB. Right. So when USB 3.1 was introduced in around 2013, 2014, we also saw the introduction of a new connector, right? The USB-C connector, right? The small reversible oval connector that we all know and love. Right. That's used primarily. <laughs> ex- right. It's used primarily on Android smartphones. Okay. Some models of the iPad. Also, PC and Mac laptops. But yeah. it's making its way onto all kinds of consumer electronics now. You know, my, 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 Alexis are charged with it, and all kinds of. It, it, it's it's getting into more stuff, right? It's so the new
0: micro USB.
1: It is the new micro USB. That trapezoid thing that we're not going to talk about because we 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 don't discuss that anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah it's outdated
1: <laughs> it's gone so in the year 2021 right many laptops only have the USB-C connector on them right now the biggest offender here is apple's macbook since that company has been really aggressive ripping out ports over the years you know and we're making dongle jokes and stuff constantly right but they're not the only one right you know companies like dell lenovo and hp and microsoft okay. They've been making their products thinner and thinner, and we're getting less and less ports as a result of all the streamlining and the desire to make everything light and wirelessly connected, right? So MacBooks only have four USB-C connectors. Now, every single one of those, oh, yeah, go ahead.
0: The new ones, the new M1 MacBooks and the Mac Mini only have two USB-C connectors. Oh, and really? They, yeah, there's some speculation there's a limitation in Apple Silicon right now that limits it to just two ports for connectivity. So, you know, the M1 MacBook Pro and the M1 MacBook Air both have two USB-C. Connectors oh my god, I didn't drive. know that. I thought yeah, they had the same you...
1: amount as the other ones. I didn't realize that. No,
0: which is why this conversation is so important. I was glad you brought it up because I have to have a dock, which we're going to get to here in a second, uh, yep. in order to connect everything. It just there it's impossible Mind you, one of those ports is used to charge the MacBook. Oh, so yeah, you're you you're out of luck. Port.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, so, my, my, my old script's gonna go haywire, but each of these connectors can function not just as a, a USB 4 port, okay, which is a transfer rate of 20 gigabits per second. That's really fast. But also a Thunderbolt 3 port. Now, Thunderbolt, okay, which is a standard that was created by Intel, is even faster, okay? it's the same connector, but it can transfer at 40 gigabits per second okay now that means you could conceivably connect things like external graphics processors to a laptop with one of these ports if the os supports it okay or a high speed or a high speed 10 gigabits network adapter if you were like one of those creative people you know like beth that needs to transfer huge files over a network or you know someone working in a special effects or a video editing studio right i mean you're not going to get very far with wi-fi but you got these great big files right? Yeah.
0: So so the main difference, I guess, between USB-C, USB-4, and Thunderbolt is transfer speed, especially later on as we get to the USB-C format, which I think is USB 3.2 Gen 2 and above. I I don't remember exactly where it starts because there's literally three different versions of USB 3.2. There's Gen 1, Gen 2, and something else. And Like I said, I review laptops for a living, and I absolutely hate going through the number of ports on a laptop and defining which port does what because it is so confusing. I wish the the people who come up with these specifications and standards would solidify on a naming scheme that is easy for the regular consumer. Forget the tech pros, the regular consumer to understand, because right now it just doesn't happen. But there's another port here that we need to talk about as well, and that's DisplayPort. So what's that?
1: So we're going to get a little bit into the weeds with this. So DisplayPort is um, a digital display interface that was developed by a consortium of PC and chip manufacturers. And it was standardized by VESA, V-E-S-A, the Video Electronics Standard Association, back in 2006. So this was before the USB-C connector and USB 3.0 was even introduced. Okay, So this is a special... 20 pin connector, now you've probably seen it on the back of your monitors. It looks like a big rectangle with a notch out of it. Okay, now virtually all the desktop monitors you can buy today have DisplayPort connectors on them in addition to the HDMI or the DVI connectors you find in older monitors, right? Now, to output video to a DisplayPort, okay, you need to have either an HDMI to DisplayPort cable or you need a USB-C to DisplayPort cable, right? So now you're probably thinking what i'm thinking right and you just discussed it before if you connect two monitors to a macbook or a pc laptop you're going to eat up a bunch of usb ports on that laptop okay that's not counting the usb cable for usb power delivery to power that laptop if it doesn't have a dedicated power connector so before you know it you're lucky if you have one spare port left
0: <laughs> right
1: right that doesn't leave room for a mouse or a keyboard or or anything else, you better hope you have Bluetooth stuff connected to it. Now, uh, on a PC laptop, you can do what's referred to as daisy P- display port, Displ- a daisy chaining. That allows you to have a single USB port to go to multiple external monitors. Now, you can have up to five. But honestly, you can only have one 4K or 5K monitor per chain. So r- realistically speaking, it's one cable, one 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 monitor, right? For If you're doing high resolution. Um, right. you know. So now you know, on a MacBook, you'll need two USB-C ports dedicated to each monitor, which gets us to hubs,
0: finally. Right. Yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, some monitors act as hubs as well, especially if they're a Thunderbolt-compatible monitor. Uh, I'm using one now that tries to act like a hub, but it just doesn't, fr- there's something weird going on with it, so I can't figure it out. But I, I guess the good news here is that both Macs and PC Obviously, I've made the switch to USB-C. USB-4 starting to roll out with Thunder, Thunderbolt 3 or yep. Thunder, Thunder, I cannot say that, Thunderbolt 4 support, which means one cable coming out split to a lot of ports on a hub or a docking stations. So docking stations are something I've come to rely on, and they certainly have become popular as we've all moved to working from home over the last year or so, but they work not only on laptops, but they also work on Apple's tablet, the iPad. Uh, I personally use a hub or multiple hubs with my iPad and they allow you to do the same thing you would do on a laptop, connect multiple devices, whether it's a USB-C or a headphone jack or a monitor, or even some some hubs include SD card readers as well. So you can really do a lot with these different hubs um, or even you know connect an ethernet Port or a cable to it, so you have a wired connection to your device, which is helpful, especially when there's no Ethernet jack on your laptop itself, or you know, iPad obviously it doesn't have an Ethernet jack. Um, so, I guess we should talk about some of the hubs we use and that we like and enjoy ourselves. Um, I'll start. I have one that I'm using right now to record this very podcast and video. It is Belkin's Thunderbolt 3 Dock Pro. It's right now it's about $250, so it's pricey, but any Thunderbolt three or four docking station is gonna be up there in price. That's what you get with speed. And you also get power delivery with it. It has up to 94 watt power delivery, so it'll charge or power your MacBook uh, or whatever you have connected to it. It has multiple ports. So, so it has two Thunderbolt 3 ports, one USB-A USB, USB a 3.1. See, <laughs> what, what does that even mean? It's just a standard USB-A port. It has one USB-C 3.1 port, four USB-A 3.0 ports, a display port, an SD card reader, a 3.5 millimeter in-out, which means you can connect your headphones and microphone to that, as well as a gigabit ethernet port. So basically this was the only port I could find that had enough USB-A ports for me to use this was the only dock I could find that had enough USB-A ports for me to use to connect my camera, my microphone, some other accessories I have here to help me record shows. Uh, Other docks have one or two USB-A ports and you can use adapters, you know, if you need to connect it to a USB-C port, but this one's done a really good job for me. One cable plugs into my MacBook Pro, it's powered, it's charged, and everything else is connected through that dock itself. And it, you know, it's really streamlined. Um, another hub I use with my iPad, primarily my 2018 iPad Pro, is the HyperDrive 6-in-1 USB-C hub. It plugs mm. directly into the USB-C dock on the uh, iPad Pro itself. There is a cable that comes with it that you could attach with a little uh, extension cable and a screwdriver. But I connect it directly to the side of my iPad Pro. There's an HDMI port on there, so you don't have a display port. But most monitors also support HDMI connections. It also has a uh, power delivery port for USB-C to actually charge the iPad while you're using it, a micro usb port, a uh, SD card slot as well. Um, and then a regular USB-A port, and I've used that both on the iPad Pro, I've even, in a bind, used it on my MacBook Pro, as well as Microsoft Surface Pro X, and it, it works fine. It, it supports up to a 4K display, I believe. It, uh, you know, it, I haven't had any issues with it, and it's a lot cheaper than Belkin's Thunderbolt 3 Dock Pro. Uh, this one's around 90 bucks. It's still pricey, but being able to connect everything you need, whether it's to an iPad or a Mac, is, you know... something we have to do. And lastly, Apple's USB-C digital AV adapter, which is a horrible name. Basically, it connects from USB-C on a MacBook or an iPad, and it gives you an HDMI port. It gives you a USB-A port and a USB-C. I'm not even getting into what generation ports those are because it doesn't matter. Uh, You're able to then power your MacBook or your iPad through the USB-C port connect one accessory through the USB-A port, or if you really want to get complicated, connect a USB hub to the USB-C dock, and then add more ports to whatever device you're connecting it to. It's $70, like I said, made by Apple, so it's going to work with all Apple products, but I've used it, again, with Microsoft Surface Pro X without any issues. It really works with a lot of different devices, not just Apple products. Um, What about you, Perlo? You were just holding up a a hub a second ago. What have you been using?
1: So, uh, you know, previously, uh, you know, I used this one right here. Uh, This is the CalDigit uh, TS3 Plus, which is a a Thunderbolt dock uh, designed for MacBooks. Okay. Uh, It was considered the Cadillac on the market about two years ago, and it goes for about $300. Um, It has a dedicated display port and seven USB ports. okay Okay. as well as well as ethernet and audio ports now currently uh i've been using the kensington i guess the model is sd 5700t uh which is sitting on my desk right here uh which i recently reviewed now this one has four thunderbolt usb uh four thunderbolt 4 slash usb 4 ports And it's designed for the latest M1 MacBooks and PCs, delivers up to 90 watts of power to the laptop. Now, I literally only have one Thunderbolt cable coming out of the Mac, which is powering the computer and is driving two DisplayPort monitors, Ethernet, a whole mess of USB peripherals, and it costs about. 300 bucks, you know, I mean, anytime you want all yeah. the ports, you're going to spend probably about 300 bucks Now Kensington has a bunch of models that go from like 80 bucks to up to that $300 model depending on what price point you're at How many ports you need and, and what other features you got now this one? I'm super excited about right yeah, that's I just what looks got cool.
0: you were, you saw your oh, like I
1: just got night. this. I just got this last night now. This is called the Hubble dock For iPad, okay now it's made by a company called Fledgling, okay, yeah. which I'm using on – this is a 12.9-inch um, iPad Pro. Uh, this thing is, is gorgeous. It's a real beauty. It was introduced at CES, and it has an HDMI connector for doing screen mirroring okay, yeah. with a monitor or a television in case you want to use this for watching movies in your living room or use Apple Fitness+. Plus. Hey, you know it's an Apple TV, basically, essentially. what it turns, it turns your iPad into you that Apple TV we've all been waiting for. Um, An SD card slot. It's got a dedicated USB-C port and a dedicated USB-A port for connecting external devices. The missing audio jack that everybody wants, plus USB-C charge pass-through. Now it's made out of metal, aluminum, that matches the color of your iPad. And it acts as a case and also a stand, so really, you know, you could turn your iPad into a desktop computer with this, if you want it. You know, uh, it costs a whole ninety nine bucks. I think the, the, the larger, the the, Air, the iPad Air one is, I think, is one hundred and ten dollars, and it works on, you know, the twelve point nine inch and ten point nine inch iPad Pro and the latest eleven inch iPad Air models. I I think it's a great product. Um, you know, it's and it's it's definitely I think worth the money if you're somebody who needs all those ports. Uh, and a case solution as well.
0: Yeah, I could see myself using it. I just wrote an article about what I hope Apple adds in I- iPad OS 14.5. They just released 14.4. Last year, about this time, we had a huge surprise with iOS, or sorry, iPad OS 13.4, where they added trackpad and mouse support to all iPad models. So what I'm hoping they actually add this year with 14.5 is true external display support. Now, you can connect your iPad iPad to a display right now, but like you said, it mirrors the display. So whatever's on your iPad screen is also on the larger display. And so at first, when I was using it like this, I'd find myself staring at the iPad instead of the external monitor. So I want to be able to have a true, just like when you hook your laptop up to an external display, you know, extended desktop. What I could see myself using that Hubble dock in case as a stand, plugging in a monitor with Bluetooth mouse and keyboard, and connecting it, and just going yeah. from there. It really looks like an elegant solution. When you sent me pictures of it originally, I was like, "Yeah, that looks a little chunky." But used in a solution where you're connecting to displays, uh, I think it would really work well, uh, if, at least for me in the way I work on an iPad. So, yeah. look, we've only touched on what four or five different accessories to connect your laptop uh, pc or mac to an external display plus all the accessories you need and they range in price like you said from you know i think i covered one that was 70 bucks all the way up to 300 350 i saw one 400 dollars while researching this but ed bot who's a fellow zdnet writer has a great list of all the different laptop docs that are made they did a great it's job. an extensive list there there's a ton on there all price ranges, all use cases. We're going to include a link in the show's description, whether it's in the video or uh, in the podcast, directly to that listicle, so you can jump there and take a look at the other ones. He's used a lot of them. He has a lot of a lot of opinions on them, which is good. You want that, and you can uh, you know make a decision from there on the stuff that we haven't used ourselves. Uh, so, any closing thoughts, Perlo?
1: Look, I, I think this last year we've all been a bit deprived of a lot of different things, okay? But we don't have to be port deprived on our laptops and <laughs> tablets, okay? Okay. So, well, I, I, I wish I wish we didn't have to use these docks and hubs.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I'm not sure I want to go back to the good old days when these laptops weighed five pounds and you would break your back carrying them. I, so I guess I'm I'm okay. Uh, with the compromise of using docks when you have to use it on a desk uh, right. to connect to to connect to other things. So,
0: yeah, there's a lot of docks they make that are portable, um, just like the HyperDrive or the HyperDock that I was talking about that plug in onto the side. But you're not going to want to take these Thunderbolt docks around as you're working in your kitchen and living room. So you know, there's a lot of options out there for you. Figure out one that works well for you and you know you don't have to be limited to just one or two ports uh that that's the main takeaway here and there's a lot of options for you i'm jason cipriani
1: and i'm jason perlo
0: and this is jason squared thanks for listening thanks for watching and make sure to check out more of our work at zdnet.com